When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are back on the podcast, and we're going to start it off on a sad note. Now, you know, we've been complaining about this team week after week after week because they are not playing up to what we thought their capabilities were. But, you know, real life kind of came in and uh, just on Wednesday morning. So as we're recording this Thursday evening, uh, we started to see some information about Warriors assistant coach Dayan Milicevic. And the story was that they canceled the game and he had some sort of medical emergency. And when you hear that the game has been canceled, that's when I started to get really worried because of the idea that they, you know, they don't cancel games except for weather because fans can't get there and players can't get there or something like this. And our worst uh, thoughts actually became a reality when later on Wednesday, they announced that he had passed away from what sounds like a heart attack. There's still not a lot of information out there and he's only 46 years old. And someone had told me, They were like, you know, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, with really tall humans, like, you know, it's a little bit harder on the heart. And and I'm like, okay, but this guy is like 6'7", like Dayan was 6'7". So, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what his health was like prior if if there was any issues before, but it's not like he was like seven foot three or anything, right? Like, I think his... He was sort of named after Charles Barkley based off of the way that he played when he was a player. Uh, but so he, uh, the, I guess it was happened at the team dinner on Tuesday night. They're in Utah. They were getting ready to play and then they had to rush him to the hospital. And that's all that we know. So, uh, I don't know a ton about him other than he was, as everybody knows, he was a a really, uh, a really influential coach for the MVP uh, well, not not last year's MVP, but I should say the the champ, uh, Nikola uh, Jokic, and then he came to the Warriors, and and he was I think his initial the initial reason to bring him is so that he could work with James Wiseman, and Wiseman was hurt, and so he started working with uh, Kevon Looney, and then we saw what happened in 2022, where where Looney just turns into this like rebounding vacuum. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's really sad. I feel bad for obviously for his family, but for the team as well to see that happen to one of your mentors right at dinner. I don't know exactly the exact way that it happened, but man, that is so sad. And it kind of puts this season in perspective for us as fans where we're like complaining about, Oh, Wiggins, this, and, you know, clay that, and they just come off maybe the worst performance of the season, which we'll talk about later. But uh, do you, do you have anything, any thoughts about day on? Um, I, I just, yeah, like I, that must be terrifying to watch in person for the players, but for the family, like, I don't know where they're based. He's from Serbia, right? I, I don't know if his family's in Serbia or if they're in the Bay area, but just getting that call, you know, I don't know if it's middle of the night or, or, you know, around dinner time of like, Hey, you might want to fly to Utah. Like this isn't looking good. Like that just must've been an awful thing to hear and i just can't imagine what that family's going through you know we always we see it from like the basketball lens and everyone and commenting not everyone but you just see on twitter like oh man the poor warriors team oh like i wonder how those players feels like no like this is real life like yeah i hope the family you know can can grieve and 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 you know move move forward but that's that's terrible man yeah i know that like you said i think it's dehan and they call Dehan. him Dehan. Okay, it's yeah. I, I didn't know if it was Dehan or Dayan. Yeah, I think it's and they call him Decky. And I know he was hired on with like Kenny Atkinson and Jama Mahaleha for that 2022 ring. So his first year with the Warriors, he got a ring, and he he had no previous NBA coaching experience. I think his work with with Jokic, he's credited with like the impact of his development. I think that was from the Serbian team. I don't think he has any prior NBA coaching history. So. I think I saw a video where Kerr was talking about how Kent Lakeup was just kind of almost scouting him in Serbia and was telling him about it. And that's kind of how it happened. So, you know, I think it's cool that he was uh, able to be a part of a championship team. Um, and yeah, that's just that's awful, man. That's terrible. So we also know that Friday's game is canceled as well. So the Warriors are not scheduled to play again until Wednesday against the Hawks. So that would be like a full nine days after their last game, which was on Monday against uh, against the Grizzlies. Or it, was it even the Grizzlies? It, I think Taylor Jenkins said it was more Memphis hustle than it was Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll again we'll save that for a little bit. I don't want to follow this with just bagging on the team, but truthfully, that was I thought it was their worst game of the entire season because they were actually trying to win the game and they they were actively trying to win the game and just could not. So, at, you know, I don't I don't. There's no great transition for this, other than to say that our thoughts and prayers, whatever those are worth, uh, go out to the family, the friends, to the team, and just, you know, they 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 have, hopefully they, they get the opportunity to grieve uh, a little bit before they have to get out there and do their jobs, which is to play basketball and, and entertain, uh, entertain the fans. So why don't we move on to, uh, even before we get to your, your gauge, what's your, what's your team gauge here? Let's talk about the Pascal Siakam trade to the Indiana Pacers because Siakam was A1 on your list 
not that he was a savior, but you you thought the Warriors needed to do something, and this was the best thing that they could do because they need to flip the script on their season, and not that Pascal Siakam by himself gets them back into the playoff chase to be a contender, but you thought just the environment, the attitude, the energy needed to change, and you thought he could do that. So what were your thoughts when you saw that, well, the Warriors aren't getting them because they're not putting three draft picks in there, <laughs> and it is the Pacers. When I was initially like gauging the trade on on the teams that were involved, it was the Warriors, the Kings, the Mavericks, and the Pacers. And I was going down the list, and I have a tweet out there that was like, I don't think the Kings will be able to do it because the Raptors want Keegan Murray and the Kings don't want to give up Keegan Murray. And I said with the Mavericks, kind of a similar situation. They don't really have much to offer besides like draft picks. But if I'm the Raptors, I'd want Derek Lively. And if I'm the Mavericks, I would not want to give up Derek Lively. Went down the same route with the Pacers and it was like, okay, they're top trade value that's not not untouchable, like not Tyrese Halliburton is Jairus Walker. And I don't see them wanting to give up Jairus Walker. And for the Warriors, it just seemed like, you know, we kind of had some guys that we would not maybe I don't know if they're willing to part with like Kaminga and stuff, but it would I, I would have done it. And so I, I just thought that like there was a real chance that we can get him. And then to see those Pacers rumors the night before the trade. And then when you see the trade, and it's like three first round picks for a guy who is an expiring contract. Like you have yep. to imagine there's a deal on the table where he's willing to extend with them or else that's a you know, like an all-time blunder of a yeah. of a mistake, but that's a that's a it's a lot of faith there, Pacers. If you don't have, I've got to assume. I saw Sam Amick put out a story that like he just didn't want to. He didn't see a fit long term with the Warriors, like past this season, and it, apparently he saw that with the Pacers. So maybe there really is a deal on the table. And I was like, damn, three first round picks for that guy. Like that's a lot. Not to take anything away from Siakam, but I just didn't think like. Right when I saw three first round picks, like, yeah, no way the Warriors are, are going to match that. But from Indiana's perspective, if you look at the first round picks, it's a first round pick for this year, which everything I've heard all season is that this draft class sucks. And that pick is going to convey into the 20s. The second first round pick is another pick from this year. And it's the worst of like the Clippers, Houston, Oklahoma City. And that pick's going to convey into the later 20s because the Clippers and OKC at least are on a roll. And then the next pick is 2026. And if you, you know, you can't really guarantee much in this league, but if you have a healthy Tyrese Halliburton and you have a 32 year old Pascal Siakam, that's probably going to be another pick that conveys into the twenties. So three first round picks. Sure. But not like, you know, you look at teams like the Lakers and the Suns, where the first round picks that teams want and have gotten mm -hmm. are those later years where it's like, you know, you're able to trade draft picks seven years in advance. So I think for now, right now, we're in 2024. So I think we can go to 2031 in draft picks soon. I think right now it's only 2030. But if I'm teams, like if I get one or two first round picks from the Warriors in 2029 and 2030, like I'm jumping up and down going ballistic. Because in theory, Steph, Dre, Steph, Clay, and Dre are gone. And those picks are extremely valuable. That's what happened to the Suns when they had to trade KD or when they had to get KD. I think the Lakers have been losing picks here and there because they're trying to reconstruct their team every year. And then the AD stuff too. I don't know if that's all conveyed, but my point is, is that sure. We see three first round picks with the Pacers. sounds like too much, but those picks might not be like all, all too valuable. Whereas maybe if it was the Warriors, those just seem a lot more special because we don't know what's going to happen in the coming years. 
So the trade is officially Raptors receive Bruce Brown. Now you're going to have to help me with some of these names. Jordan Nora. 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 Two 2024 first round picks. A conditional 2026 first round pick. And also Kyra Lewis from the Pelicans. Yeah, I, I think the Pelicans just did it to duck the luxury tax. Yeah, that's exactly why. And so the Pacers receive Siakam and a future second round pick from the Pelicans. And then at the same time, they waived uh, a name that I've heard you mention before. He went Christian, to the U of A. Christian Coloco, mm-hmm. who it sounds like has a, a heart situation. Like some respiratory. Yeah, he hasn't played like since before summer league is what max was saying there's like not much coverage on it at all but he was second round pick last season or not the Wembenyama draft but the bankero draft yeah so it sounds it's like it's it's a little uh i don't know it sounded really unfair when i read it that they waived him and then the next day the heart thing comes out it's like i well i hope he get has money something like you know it's that whole thing yeah. Uh, so ho- hopefully he is going to be okay. But I-, I did see something that said like, maybe, you know, it's kind of ca- a career threatening thing, at least mm-hmm. the, the initial thought. All right. So you've been following the Pacers. Yeah. You, you, you were on the Pacers as they were in the in-season tournament before they lost in the, in the finals. Now, what does he add to them that they don't have? The, the That's thing the that worst stop- part. Is the worst part because what doesn't he do? What doesn't Siakam do? He just doesn't shoot the three ball at an elite level. Well, so That's so he, here, but here's my thought, which is they don't need help scoring the basketball. Like they're they're uh, they're a really good offense. He will help them defensively a little bit, I would think. But the thing that I think he helps them most with probably is just sort of being a professional two-point maker. You know, he's going to he's going to get buckets uh when, you know, tough buckets when they need tough buckets, when the three's not falling, when Halliburton's not able to create and get and, guys open open threes, then he's a dependable guy who you go, "Okay, we need to change the momentum of this game. We're getting kind of crazy. Let's go to Siakam and get a couple buckets." And like that fast break, fast break, fast break style of play that Halliburton's so elite at, I think has like its limit in terms of what happens when you play the Lakers in the in-season tournament and they hit the switch and they just mm-hmm. slow you down every single possession. That's where Siakam comes in play. You have these stars like Jokic and Giannis that don't necessarily take your patented fadeaway twos that you know some of your the most elite wings of all time have taken and Kobe, MJ, LeBron. Uh that's not how they get their offense. Like they as good as they are, they sometimes have their limitations. That's where a Chris Middleton being able to get to him in the half court, a Jamal Murray being able to get to him in the half court, a Pascal Siakam. That's where those guys are able to shine. And I think Pascal's like, like on another level of those of those secondary tertiary stars that that those guys have. So, yeah, man, that's that's a. I think I think I think Pascal would have you know, certified a five, six seed at the very least. And, and within a couple of games could have convinced me that they would have been contenders for the Warriors. Um, so yeah, that sucks. <laughs> All 
So where do the Warriors turn to now? It's almost like, you know, I always make this joke on, on Thompson to Clark uh, with with Brad, where it's like you see all of the the top talent kind of falling by the wayside. It's like, oh, Shohei's gone. Oh, Yamamoto's gone. And so you see these pitchers go, and then uh, it's like uh, the joke is like, Farhan text Blake Snell. Hey, Blake, long time no chat. Remember when we talked like three weeks ago? How you doing? It feels like that way with the Warriors now. If if they are, you know, because we all we hear is they're going to make a move and probably more than one. And where do you turn now? I mean, the I think the player who is out there, but a lot of people are down on is uh, Dejounte Murray. I don't know why people are so down on him. Maybe the contract. And he hasn't proven to be like an all-star worthy lead guard and his game kind of. But I mean, is, he's not making guard. crazy, crazy money. Like though. what, like, 28? Yeah, he'd be like the, he'd be, be a little what, like JP. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be Jordan. Yeah, for sure. He'd be Jordan. I like that contract, yeah. actually. I mean, you would. Now, if it's, do you have Murray and Wiggins on the same team, probably then I don't like the contract as much, but if it's like, Oh yeah, we got, we were out of Wiggins and we brought in his contract and we're paying clay less and CP's expiring. Then you're kind of getting in, into slightly more formidable numbers for, for what their, uh, their overall contracts are. Uh, uh, that's not really our problem. That's a, that's a lake up problem. And, and, uh, um, a Dunleavy problem. I don't know who their cap person is. Like, you know how the Niners have Parag Marate. Like he's like the master of the salary cap. I don't know who that person is for they the have, on the Twitter. J- no, just in general, who runs there, who, who oh. like helps them with, with that cap stuff. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, are you in on Murray? Are you out on Murray? Are there other people out there who may not be sexy names? Because, you know, Zach Levine, it seems you would think Zach Levine would be like, oh, like that's a name. And there are so many people down on Zach Levine. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, because he's making $40 million a year for like five years straight. Um, Man, it's like not. I think DeJounte goes to the top of my board but at the same time we don't know you know who's available right now might change in the next couple weeks and by that i mean in the past couple free agencies we've had some unexpected uh free agent or not free agent trade guys like last year you know kd had those rumors in the season going into the in the in the offseason going into the season but by the way they were playing they were like third in the east you thought everything was smooth sailing mm-hmm. sure a couple Kyrie allegations but thought that they'd go through with it and then nope last minute KD's to the Suns and the year before James Harden Kyrie and KD the new big three nope James Harden asks out to the 76ers I think I'm waiting to see who that will be if that's going to happen I have no clue who it could be and like I asked a buddy of mine who's a Lakers fan, I said, is there any like part of you that thinks that that might happen to this team? And he said, 5% chance. I think that we have like LeBron or 80 try and get out. And mm. so that was just another, like, can one of them, because if we get Anthony Davis somehow, like, I don't even love to speak this into existence. It's never going to happen. I think we'd win like two straight titles. I, but uh, 
I just don't know who that potential guy is going to be that asks you, out. You, so you, as a, you want street clothes? I'd love. I'm, I'm just. I'm just kidding. He, he watched that guy play awesome. for five he's minutes, awesome. and you're like, "What the hell?" Like he's he's awesome, but he is also kind of the antithesis of what the Draymond Warriors are a little bit because of you know the smallest things seem to hold him out, and he's not like that tough guy who's gonna like back up your guys. But he's so talented, and uh, who's played more games this year, Anthony Davis or Draymond Green? Yeah, it's it's. I think it's been street clothes. Dr- Draymond's been in sh- street sweats. That, that's Draymond's yeah. new name, street sweats. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't. You know, I don't think I don't think Anthony Davis is going to do anything. Unless yeah, I don't even want to spend too much time on that. Unless because... LeBron gets out, and LeBron's not getting out anytime soon. He's having the time of his life, hooping, and his son is local. And nothing is going to happen until the end of this season. So, but yeah, the point is like, I'm just, I don't, because as of now, DeJounte Murray is on the top of my leaderboard. Maybe Kyle Kuzma kind of seems maybe tough to get him. I, I, maybe he's one, a one B, but it's just for me, like, I like those numbers, but then we watched Kyle Kuzma. Did he not play the second half? Like he didn't, he didn't play. I think I want to say he didn't play for like, the last three quarters or something, mm. but he just seems like, like, and this is, this is probably just a fan take. He just looks like he doesn't play hard, right? Like you watch <laughs> him and you're like, okay, is it me? Or does this guy not really care that much? And he doesn't play that hard though. You know, who knows? He is on a, a really, really bad team and maybe it is more fit, but I've always liked him because he has size and he can can do multiple things, but he just also has a little bit of a reputation of maybe somebody who's who's not geared towards that you know that championship player. But I mean, he he was on that. Uh, was he on? Was he on the Laker title team or the year before that? He was on that. He's on, team. Yeah, he's on the Laker title team, so he's got a he's got a ring. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. I, it almost seems like this is the worst year for this kind of thing to happen because there aren't these great fits. Last year, you mentioned KD, like him asking out was all of a sudden made things so interesting, and there's no version of that right now. So I think yeah. uh, I think you know the, the there's a good chance that the Warriors try to do stuff, and they're just not gonna take everybody's leftovers, right? They're not going to be the team that other teams use and go, well, the Warriors are panicking here. Like we can get more out of it. I don't think they're going to do it. Like they, they need to do something, but at the same time, you think Mike Dunleavy is going to like get jacked on some trades in his first year. I mean, you could also spin that the other way and say that the inexperienced GM gets swindled in his first season as a GM. But he's he's working under Myers for all those years. There, I mean, he's still talking to Myers. Like Myers is in the game still, just in a different sport. Like trying to find, you know, helping the the uh, Washington uh, Commanders <laughs> find their GM. But I, he's got to have myers's ear still like hey what do you think about this what do you think about this he's not going to get swindled my worry is is that it's sort of like the giants and i've gone back to the giants two times the giants fan base is so bored with this team right now that you almost have to do something that might not be the smartest thing 
to appease the team to get fans to come out. The Warriors are not there yet. They still have Steph. They still have the, you know, the the big three. And you can always sell, uh, CP's coming back. You know, he's going to be back in a few weeks. You have some fun rookies. You have Kaminga. So I don't think that they need to do it, but this team has also been about winning. And when they are, what are they, four games under 500 right now? Four or five games under 500? Unless they are able to turn it around a little bit, you know, I mean, we got we got about a month or whatever until the trade deadline. You know, if they reel off five straight wins or something coming up, then maybe there's not as much need to to do something for the sake of doing something. But if they lose like three in a row, man, they may be in that bucket of like panicky teams who need to do something. And the smart teams are like, they love those teams, right? The smart teams love those teams who do these panic trades because, you know, they're, they're so worried about what the fan base expects for the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a creative move out there that I'm not thinking of, but I think we've, say it every week that they need a number two and I think there's a chance that this season Kaminga could be a version of that number two I don't think Kerr is willing to give him the opportunity to get there this season and I think that's why I'm willing to depart with him if the sexy move was there when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, how Kaminga, you know how Kaminga could prove it? Not turning Kaminga, the ball over, probably. <laughs> not turn the ball over. And he could just try to dunk on people. And I know he does sometimes, but so part of being the athlete that he is is sometimes you want to dunk on everybody, but there's also this fear. That's what he tried to do his rookie year is he tried to dunk on everybody. There's the fear of someone meeting you at the top and then you're on Sports Center uh, as, as someone who got sent away. But so, because here's the problem with him is when he is not able to get to that spot or to move forward, he has one good move, which is like this little fall away five foot or eight foot or like that. That shot looks great coming out of his hands. But if he can't get to that shot and he can't get to the rim, he's sort of stuck in no man's land. And that's when he's up faking and they're stripping him or he's going up without having an idea of what he's going to do. And he throws it up and he throws his hands up and screams like he got fouled and the refs never give him that call. If he would just take that out of his game and he just stuck to that little fadeaway and either going forward, even getting the free throw line, like he gets the free throw and he's only, he's not shooting it great. But if he could just do those two things, 
I think he would get pulled out less because you look at Wiggins and Wiggins will play one game, one game every, you know, four games where you're like, ah, that's that's the wigs that we remember. And then the other three games, the guy's got like lotion on his hands or something. The ball's squirting out. He's throwing it into the third row. He's bricking off the back of the rim. And but it's that fool's gold of that one game every four games where he's like get to the rim and he's getting all these offensive rebounds and he's getting to loose balls. And you're like, man, that's the wigs that we love. It's just not there every game anymore, unfortunately. So that I, I wish Kerr could figure out like he should just go go to wigs and go, hey, wigs. Is it uh, the one out of every four? Or is it the three out of every four? And Wig just goes, eh, I'm not. <laughs> I don't feel great today. It's like, okay, you're getting 15 minutes max tonight. <laughs> um, but it doesn't work out that way. So we were talking about this in uh, chat today. Steph and LeBron and KD are all in the lead in the all-star voting. Now, there's still the other half of the all-star stuff with the players and the media. And there's a chance that Steph gets ed- edged out by SGA because SGA is pretty close in, in the fan voting. And we were starting to think of like, man, I don't know if it's the next five years or if it's the next three to five years. They're, these guys are going to be like uh, Dirk and D Wade on the All-Star team a few years ago where you want them a part of everything because they're such a big part of the NBA. But it's kind of closer than ever, right? That these guys are not with the league anymore. And I kind of like I like the idea that they do have some some really good players. But when you have those the the draw of a Steph and a LeBron and a KD, and KD is clearly third on that when it comes to like popularity and fandom, but he's such a strong third. When those three guys leave, like who who takes those spots? I don't really see anybody who the fan you know the fans sort of put their arms around like those three guys and they, it's just they've been doing it for so long and they've been with the league for so long like can who who would like if you were to guess today of players playing who takes up those three spots who are the three guys who kind of jump into that level of like like not you're not really talking about skill, right? You're talking about no, I'm like, talking about like carrying the league. Yeah. Honestly, I would go hot take and say it's gonna be like that crop of SGA, Halliburton, and like Anthony Edwards. Okay, I like the Edwards vote because he's got the personality for it. Um SGA is so reserved. I think they could use that. And I, we were actually talking about this in a separate chat of like how the NBA, I feel like just they need to, I feel like they need to treat their individual players as individual brands mm-hmm. and just like go crazy on the marketing. Like what's the last cool NBA commercial we've seen? There was the all the NBA 75 one where they're in the bus and they're driving and seeing all the legends and stuff. And then there was like the Christmas one with jingle bells. But besides that, like you don't really see any cool (laughs) commercials besides a compilation of players making dunks to promote a game. It's like, no, like SGA's whole thing is that he's got like swagger. Like he doesn't say much, but like the way he plays is like, it's got some swagger to it. Like use that. The guy was in a skims commercial by Kim Kardashian for God's sake, like use the swagger. Halliburton's got a personality too. Like he's, on podcasts and he's got a really smart mind like there's stuff you could use that i just 
they don't do it. And they, I think they really do are, are really poor at marketing individual players because they're not going to fall on your lap like a Steph Curry. Steph Curry appealed to the fans because, you know, he was the small guy taken on the Giants. It was David and Goliath, and he was able to go crazy, and people thought they could relate to him, and really they couldn't because he's the greatest shooter in the world, but, you know, kind of like the underdog mentality, and LeBron was the chosen one, and he ran with that narrative his whole career because he really was the chosen one, and, you know, some of those just kind of happened because of these guys being generational talents and, and, and then they have the narrative to accompany it, which pushes them to that extra level. And that's just not here. So you got to do something else. And I think the problem with doing that necessarily is that the NBA in of itself is in this weird time frame where the NFL is king and it's king by so much more than any other sport going. Not that the NBA is niche because it's not a niche sport, but the, the the historical teams, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Warriors, like the those teams traditionally carried the league. It was, you know, it was singular players. It was Magic and Larry that really, really help the league take off, but also their teams were good. And then Michael was trying to, to, uh, you know, steal the show and, and, and become that. And then the bulls were great. And so I think the problem is, is that these teams, we need to see these younger players be also on the best teams. And that, that is, that's kind of an issue because, but we're Anthony, seeing that with Tatum, and I don't think there's a shot that this guy is like, like going to be like the face. Of, there's a shot, but I don't think he's going to be he, like the face of the league, and he hits the criteria. He hasn't won a title, though. Like Giannis, I think, maybe has the best opportunity. Like, let's say the Bucks. He has like 30. <laughs> uh, is he really 30? Well, I guess 20, what, 2015 draft? Or 2013 draft, whatever it is. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been around for a little while, but that 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 is. I don't. I don't see that as necessarily a negative. Yeah, he's not a young player, but he's also he's younger. He, he's younger than the guys who were we're talking about, who are kind of carrying everything. Um, you know, he's sort of like the like if you were to if you were to say who's next or who do who do who who's like kind of there or ready to take it. It's it's probably Giannis. Uh, some may think it's Embiid. We'll see. Embiid's got to win a title as well. I think it's like who out of these teams is going to win a title. And then all of a sudden they're just going to be in the mix in the next like three or four or five. And they're not going to, you know, the, the, they're the, may, maybe somebody of those guys asks out and gets to like a bigger market. Cause that's, that's what's going to be, that's what's holding somewhat SGA uh, Anthony Edwards, it's slight, a little bit holding them back in that they just don't play in these like historical basketball markets. So that's another thing to think about, but no, I like, I mean, I like the Edwards one that that's probably the one that I think hits the, the, the most. Uh, I worry a little bit about SGA just cause he's so like, he's, he's I almost not- think he should be the favorite over Edwards. Cause you talk about winning. I think the OKC Thunder have the best chance to win a title in the next three years at all three of those teams is what is that is that going to mean a lot though oklahoma well, city 
the Thunder like, win the win the NBA title? Is that going to draw ratings? Can they <sighs> like that? That that's also part of this, and it's kind of like an unfair part of it. It's like you know, so it's not it's not really within their control. It's kind of the the teams that they have been put on, but you see, you know. Some of these, like, we're always talking about who wants to come to the Warriors. Why would you want to come to the Warriors right now? It's because they're still really popular because they have Steph. And you can increase the awareness of your personal brand just by playing next to Steph. I sort of feel like that's, you know, that was a really good outcome for KD, which was he already had the shoe deal. He's already one of the best players in the league, maybe the second best player in the league. And there were moments where I was like, He's better than LeBron, man. What's going on here? But also getting next to Steph, it was like all eyes on both of those dudes. So that's that's another thing is who who gets to one of those teams, like who gets to the Lakers after LeBron is done? Because there will be an opportunity, right? After LeBron's like, I'm I'm out. One of those big players, they're wanna they're gonna want to get to the Lakers because because they know like that's the biggest possible number of eyeballs that you could possibly have. And let's say the Knicks, like imagine Jalen Brunson, if the Knicks were able to like get to the NBA finals, like that, like that would be so giant for him. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's, that's not, you know, that's, that's sort of in the future, but I thought that was kind of a fun conversation. Cause I think it's like, we're pretty close to where those three guys are a little bit on their way out. I can't even imagine an NBA without those three guys though. It's kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, the talent's there to replace them. I just don't think they have the individual, like, they can't replace them as, like, a brand. All right, last segment. We'll do this quick so that we can get out of here because your your dog is here. Amber is here, and I got to go pay attention to some puppies. (laughs) Um, But what is your gauge? So you just saw a horrendous Memphis game. Again, it's kind of hard to be talking sour about basketball when you had a tragedy happen and you know you kind of want to keep your thoughts there but what what, i mean you got to be less than last week right after that game yeah i mean i kept saying that like yeah i'm just not gonna have a positive outlook on this team because i know they need to make a trade so until they do so it's just gonna stay the same well now that they've lost to memphis and now that pascal siakam has been traded that's it's definitely lower yeah Uh, like out of 10 the lowest of the of the season i saw light years uh, this and this is this is a Giants thing. When the Giants were really bad, the the fans would just go, "Is this rock bottom? Is this rock bottom?" <laughs> Light years. I think the title of like their last podcast was "Is losing to Memphis rock bottom for the season so far?" Shit, I think it, it probably is. is. It probably has is. to be. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. Definitely is. That's oh man, GG Jackson, baby, it's my guy. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, like it's definitely lower. And like, is there any part of you that thinks that because we talk about the trade situations where they have to make a trade, they have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I keep getting Obi telling me like, well, they could really just like reset for the year, do what essentially Memphis is probably about to do, rest your guys and, and just come out swinging next season. And I just keep saying, no, you can't do that because we don't have a 24 year old John Morant and a 25-year-old Jaron Jackson. I forget how old they are. We have guys who are potentially on their last year as each year passes. Like, Clay came out the season telling you last night that, you know, we 
when Clay, when they won the championship, Clay didn't really work in the offseason because he had this like PTSD that he was going to re-injure himself. So he didn't want to run fives and he came out the gate sucking. And we all just pointed to that as the reason why he was sucking in the beginning of the season. And then this past offseason, you see him in every single popular Instagram five on five mm-hmm. runs that there is. Mm-hmm. Every trainer is has Clay with him. And he still he maybe comes out worse than he did the season before. And so now we don't know what to point to. And you can almost just point to like the guy's old and, you know, maybe he just starts the season really poorly. And I can't say that's going to change next season if we just take this year off. You know, Draymond's already missed, you know, 50 percent of the available games. Like, I can't say that that's going to get better next season. Like, there's just no guarantees with how old. I can't say Steph's going to be a write it down and sharpie top five player in the league next season you have no clue especially with being this old so i just don't think you could take any year off that's why i think you need to make some maybe not as carefully uh constructed trade moves like maybe get a little weird with it and because i just don't think that you can just sit everyone and and hope that you get free agents and hope that you can make a better deal in the offseason i think you got to go after every single year as it's your last because it could be and so with that in mind, and then now with Siakam not there anymore, it's, <laughs> it's just, I don't, I don't like, I, do you think that they just throw in the towel, Kaminga Moody and Guy Santos, here's all the minutes you could ever imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What a, what a turn this season. And, you know, I, I, I would say that if, if you, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, could could the Warriors be a top four playoff team if things go right? If everything goes right, yeah, they could be. But what happens if things don't go right? I think the, the you know, the expectation for the things don't go right was probably the, you know, probably higher than it was last year and, and higher than it was the year before. So I think fans were sort of realistic about what this roster was. And that was even before the rookies came on and go, oh, the rookies, you know, they, they delivered. It's just, it's just a funky roster where I don't even know what their best lineup is and they don't either. And if you don't know what your best lineup is and you're already in mid January, that's a problem. Like it, and they've had so many games and they cannot figure it out. It's kind of, well, uh, do you know what I think they think it is, which I think you could probably guess what it was too. It's who they closed with at Memphis is Steph, Clay, Wiggs, JK, and Draymond. That's who I'm thinking they think their best five will be. Hmm. I, how long, how, how many minus five uh, is it going to take for Steve to just throw his hands up and change it again, though? Because <laughs> what know. was that? Clo- what was that closing unit? What They had to have been a minus. I can't imagine they were a positive. Yeah, but that's one I'm willing to like throw, you know, it's not my call, of course, but just willing to like kind of see some of the bumps and bruises. And that's when I could see where they would be down to stick with some of the bumps and bruises. Because without a doubt, like at least four of those guys will be in the best lineup, whether it's JK or Wiggins is the fourth guy. We know that it's going to be Steph, Clay and Dre, and then one of JK or Wiggins at the very least. As at least as as four of them, right? So I've, I've just got to think. I think that that's what you know. I think I've heard Lightyear say it too. But that that seems like their most switchable, fast, versatile lineup that they could have. It just is maybe missing the smaller ball handler. But that's why you thought that you know Draymond can 
do that from a playmaking standpoint too. And if anything from the Memphis game showed me anything is that Dre, he will do that. He was looking for any type of available window, maybe a little too much. That guy kind of came out pretty good. I thought he had a good, relatively good game. And he's had a relatively good season as well. All right. So you are on your way to a work trip. So I will work with our good buddy, Ben Cruz from the ringer from Wednesday worldwide and all of the NBA podcasts that he produces for the ringer, including Austin rivers, show. He's going to join us. I just don't know the exact time. His schedule is a little bit different than, uh, than ours. So we will figure out a time, but you're going to be gone for a few weeks. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll, we'll figure you back in when, when you are back and then you're going to be gone again. So we'll, we'll, we'll sort of figure all of that stuff out. And, uh, but we, we will keep doing shows while Brian is gone. We'll get our fill-ins and, and then you'll be back and we'll have the whole, it'll be the all-star game and the Super Bowl. And (laughs) I should just take an NBA cleanse. Just not watch a lick of NBA while I'm in London. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, it'll probably be a little hard to do it. Not, not, not that it'll be, it will will be hard to watch it will be because I mean you have a computer so you technically can watch it well I'm eight hours ahead so I'll never catch any Warriors game live I'll never catch any of the Niners playoff games live and I'll probably only be able to catch maybe East Coast games I think yeah because the Warriors are always going to play like seven and eight hours ahead of seven is 1 a.m wait no but but you have league pass and I'm sure league pass will be there for you it's like three or four a.m yeah i mean i'll be able to watch the games on replay um so yay all right so uh yeah so you'll you'll be back when you're back but the next show will have myself and and ben cruz and uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep the thing going until brian gets back so for brian i am double g we will see you when we see you peace out you know how to book flights and hotels All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.